1: How you doing there? Mr. The flowers. How are you sir? I don't know if we've had the pleasure of meeting before in person. My name is Earl Bloodworth. I'm hosting uh in place of Maurice. So I'm sorry to be disappointed on that. No, it no problem. In place of uh, Mr. Picklin. So I appreciate you uh maintaining the show and you know we can go get and uh get started. I'm well, so definitely interested to talk about the Connecticut Black Expo. I do want to warn you, want to warn you, give me one caveat. So I work. I work strongly in the field of reentry, so a lot of the questions going to be asking is going to have like a, a reentry lens on it, just to prep. On. Okay, so that's cool. It's not a problem. Not a problem. All at right. So, where are you from? Who are you? Tell me a little bit about yourself because <clears throat> I don't know. I want the audience to find out as well.
0: Definitely. Well, I'm I'm born and raised in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, been around all, all my life. What neighborhood? Uh, what
1: neighborhood? What neighborhood?
0: I I well I grew up in two neighborhoods, but I, well my main years it was in the Ville Newhall Ville. My <laughs> Street. I I i, I went on Dorman 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 Street right after Bassett. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We yeah, moved yeah. around a
1: lot too though. Wallach Street Huntington. Then we moved out the Ville for a little while and came back Thompson Shelton. Yeah, yeah. I, I was over
0: in you know over in Orchard Street when I my okay. younger years till I was 11 and then moved to the. To Newhallville from eleven till I moved, you know, moved out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. The Lincoln Bassett with Jackie Robinson. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: that's what's definitely. up. So yeah, you know, so I, I, you know, I worked in and you know, I we started, I started out we actually in the nineties we I was working with Elm City Nation back then. I don't know if you remember. Uh, I do. And we started the, but we brought back the Black Expo back then, um, in the nineties. So um, I also I worked with them, but I also I work in radio. Um, right now, I work for um, Hot Nine Three Seven. Right now, okay. Um, um, that's my background, but in Hot Nine Three Seven, but actually Odyssey, which is a parent company, and we have four stations here in Hartford. Um, so that's who I work for. So I've been in advertising media for thirty wow. years. For thirty yeah. years, I worked at cool. I worked at YBC. was my first start um, to NHC, which is is no longer. Um,
1: right, I, I, to, I to, remember WNAC.
0: Yeah, to we then used I went to rock to, out. Yeah, then I went to Comcast for five years, and mm-hmm. two years I went to Ch- I worked at Channel Eight for two years.
1: Oh wow!
0: WTH, and then I from there I went to um, work for Hot Nine Three Seven, and I've been there for the last twenty years now. Oh, so you're a pro
1: at this. I should just give you all the questions and just let
0: you go. Right? Well, listen, I'm I'm behind the scenes. I'm an advertising. I'm not I'm not a personality. So
1: that's right. <laughs> got you, got you. Got you, got you. Yes, so, sir. so you said you started back um, with Elm City Nation um, to revive the Connecticut Black Expo, and now it is it's here again in this in the, in another iteration. How did that come about?
0: Well, you know, so like I said, like back then, you know, we bring it back, and it was about it was about stopping gang violence. You talking about reentry? I know you talked about reentry. You know, Almost we were we, we were trying to we no. was trying to eradicate the gang violence and the selling of negative product to. Positive product, which I mean, like so. We saw about the Black Expo as you know these these gentlemen on the street that can go in, get product, and resell it. So it's like, okay, you can get a booth, you go get wholesale product and sell it for retail. You know, instead of selling that, you know, the poison to our community. Right. You know, so so that was the whole theme around the Black Expo. It just blew up in 1993. So so do we actually go fast forward and then 2005. I actually did it again and brought it back as the Connecticut Black Expo, and uh, with uh, some of the people who I worked with with Elm City Nation, and um, and we brought it back in 2005. And then, of course, as you know, 2006, 2007, the economy went crazy, and you know, housing market yeah. crashed and all that stuff. So we didn't we didn't do it after that. And my my partner now, Jesse Phillips, mm-hmm. called me last year and and like, listen, I think this is a great time. To bring back the Black Expo, and he was like, you know, because forty percent of our black businesses are closed because of the pandemic, and then with the social unrest that's going on and our what came went on with George Floyd and you mm-hmm. know things that, and our Taylor and all, it was like it was just a perfect time to bring back the Expo and to you know to actually uplift our our black community in the state of Connecticut um so uh, no, that's Mr. that's how so he he's the one jesse's the, actually the one that is the one that told me like listen we need to bring it back and then we formed the committee and got to working and we're here he, now
1: he's the uh coo the chief operating officer for you
0: that's correct that's correct. okay cool cool
1: that's correct. um you know what that that's a very good point even from what you were saying from the the original resuscitation of of, of the black expo through elm city nation you're saying it was it was um, a component of trying to, to quell some of the the violence in the neighborhoods, but I I would think also it was an opportunity, like you said, to give individuals exposure um, to to utilize their skills in a different vein, but also give exposure to black businesses because this was to be a thriving black business community. Right, most definitely,
0: that's what it was, that we definitely giving businesses the opportunity to to actually grow and you know, and to be and to be in front of, you know, thousands of people. You know, that's the thing. Like a lot of these businesses um don't get a chance to sell their product in front of thousands of people. You know, even not- even, 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 even storefronts, you know, they ask people got storefronts and don't get the traffic that they need. So this is a, a primary way to come to one location and have thousands
1: of people come and you know no. if they want your product, they can they can buy Indeed. it. Indeed. It, it, and but it gets I think to an even a deeper point of that black group cooperative economics where we keep our dollar in our own neighborhood and have it circulate and have these businesses, have the people know the people that have the businesses and and everybody connects yes most definitely I think I think that's I think that's awesome and yes um, that's something that I I, I highly promote and will stand behind so you can definitely expect me. uh be participating in that and getting a ticket it's at the end of the month you want to just give us uh the dates and times and then we can kind of go into some of the the uh features that are going to be taking place at the uh expo at the end of this month
0: yes yeah so it's um october 29th and 30th at the floyd little athletic center right here right in new haven 480 sherman avenue right next to hill house high school actually right connected right to hill house high school um you know and so it it's it's a, it's a it's going to be hundreds of vendors we're trying you know we we're still accepting vendors right now um to come in uh, we want to showcase our sponsors who have come aboard uh, to help push this event and make this event successful uh and we just we're trying to push our theme of the, this year is action driving black excellence and that's everything. That's action in and getting your business to grow, make it taking action to get your health, you know, right. Um, uh, because we're gonna have seminars also and panel discussions. Oh, yeah. I on,
1: want on to this. discuss the panels. That's, I'm, waiting, okay. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting okay. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping Good.
0: The, that's yeah,
1: awesome.
0: yeah. So yeah, so you know, it's about you know, we we having you know a panel discussions on on education, entrepreneurship, um, on health. And of course, on um, economics and building your business, and financial literacy, and financial literacy,
1: and politics. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Politics, yes. awesome. So we to just get into it, man. I could just when you were talking about, I can just see your face beaming. You're, you're proud. Like I'm glad to yeah. see that. Man. That's, yes. That's, that's, yes, definitely. That enthusiasm spreads, man. Enthusiasm is a catalyst. I'm, I'm, yes. a, I'm a big believer in that. Mm-hmm. So let's let's get to it. So. The uh, first thing I wanted to touch on, you talk about disparities in healthcare, um, mm-hmm. identifying preventative strategies in primary care. So, yeah. you know, everything that touches America, whether it's the flu, the pandemic, anything like that that touches America, triple or you know quadruple touches the black community. That's correct. Um, so I definitely want you to speak on that. And then the component of that that, that relates to uh, reentry um it's even more doubly so that that population once they're released they have a higher morbidity and um mortality rate for all the different diseases like heart disease diabetes and all that we already have a high level of death from heart disease and diabetes and stuff like that in the black community that population is even more exacerbated um so that's something i I definitely want to keep top of mind for folks No, definitely. Like I said, I, I'm i not
0: the expert in this. So that's why we, if you look at our, if you go to our, the ctblackexpo.com, you'll see the schedule. You'll see all the panelists and the moderator who. I, I see them. I see them. Yeah, but yeah, we get, you, you want to name up a couple? Oh, well, yeah. We yeah, we're definitely, we have the moderating the health panel is uh, Dr. Well Gary and Dr. Deborah. They're the yep. husband and wife team. Yep. Um, been in the medical field for. Many, many years. Many years. In, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So they definitely are gonna be moderating the actual health panel. We got Aisha Clark um, from Health Equity Solutions. You know, we got Camilla Lawrence, Tiffany Johnson. Yeah. So, you know, we got a few people. So I don't like the, I don't, that's not my expertise. We right. got people but, that expert in that field. You know, we that's gonna be talking about the disparities of especially health in the black, our black community. That's what it's about. And, that's what no, we, absolutely. And, and we want to make sure we talk about things that are
1: hurting our... <laughs> not, our. Not, not, only, not only talking about things that are hurting our community, that are impacting our community disproportionately and negatively, but solutions on how we that's can correct. go about saving ourselves. Nobody's coming to save us. I'm a firm believer in that as well. There's no magic wand. There's no entity other than ourselves that are going to come and uplift us um, as we've been persevering through all these you know, heartaches Right, right. So they're going
0: to talk about how the steps needed to improve the care and access, you know, that individual responsibilities that, that lead them to, you know, the better black health, as we call it. You know, so they're yeah. going to talk about all that. So then they're going to talk about the next steps you need to take, you know, where what's the doctors to go to, you know, who, mm-hmm. you know, who's specializing in certain things, you know, diabetes and things of that nature that we, uh, you know, that structure our community all the time. So that's what they're going to be talking about. They're going to actually make sure that we, they give you where to go and it's not going to be action steps. After each panel, there's action steps. Okay, here's where you go, you know, to, to find out about this. This is gonna be more information to go to and find out all the information you need to find out what spirit you have and where you can go and get treated. No, that's
1: that's that's definitely what's up. Um I'll just I'll give a little brief story. Yep. Um, so I caught COVID for the first time in, that has been out. I caught it in July for the first time. Okay. First time I got hit. You know, I'm, I'm dodging COVID like the matrix, like dealing in the Matrix. Like and of course, you know I, I got it, I got it from my wife. She yeah. came in, she got affected, she came in, she infected your boy. So um I'm talking to my wife, she's a physician as well. And I'm like, you know, what 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 do I do with her next step? She's like, you need to get um you need to get uh treatment with the uh, Paxlovid. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, cool. I'll figure it out. She's like, you know, talk to your, your primary care physician. Mm-hmm. And, and and by the time I realized I had COVID, it was after hours. So I called my primary care physician. I'm on hold for like an hour. I get his answer in service. And there was nothing really that could be done. And the sooner you start the treatment effects of it, the, you know, the quicker you get out of, of COVID for the most part. And it, and it makes it not, it makes the impact not as bad and mm-hmm. less chance of you dying. Especially with someone like me, I have pre-existing conditions, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and so I call them, don't get anybody. So then the next person I call, I call uh, my cardiologist. I get the answer service. I get the doctor that's on call. I'm like, you know, I've just been diagnosed with COVID, positive. I wanted to get a prescription for Paxovid. And the person goes, uh, no, we can't do that. I'm like, but you guys are part of my my care team. Why, why can't you do it? Because I know we can't do it. And you know, they begin to tell me several different reasons why they can't do it. So at this point, I'm starting to get a little frustrated. I'm starting to lose my cool. I hang up with this person. I call um, my endocrinologist. Call my endocrinologist and uh, talk to them for a little bit. And I go, you know, hey, um trying to get this, this, uh, this, this, this Paxwood. And maybe proceeds to tell me, you know, why they can't do it. And now I am I think I'm fairly educated. I know how to navigate the system. I help people navigate the system. And I'm running into these roadblocks. And my wife is a physician. I'm like, I don't understand this. This is crazy. Right. So now I'm frustrated. I hang up on the, the physician. And then I, I come in to the house, uh, talk to my wife. She's like, you know, did you get somebody? I was like, no, I didn't get anybody. I mean, I talked to people. With, you know, she could tell I'm really, really tight right now. And so um, she can't write the prescription because she's a pediatric uh, physician. And so she thinks about it and she thinks about a colleague that she worked with during the height of COVID where they were going in the community and and educating people. And uh, so she calls this uh, colleague of hers. The colleague then calls my um, endocrinologist practice. They get in touch with the person that was on call that I just talked to who told me, no, 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 no. And then that person goes, talks to them. Next thing I know, my phone is going up. Oh, hey, how you doing? Um, Yeah, you know, we can do it. I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm hey. fairly educated. I know how to navigate the system. I ran into these roadblocks. And the only reason I got connected with this is because my wife knew somebody who knew somebody. Right, yeah. I'm like, yeah. imagine just regular everyday people that don't have no connections. Nope, yeah. In the healthcare field, how hard that is. Yep, yeah. yeah. This, this, that's
0: crazy, I mean, that's, you know. That's the things that we have to. That, that's the, you know, like I said, action. How to how do you how do you move? How do you how do you take action to get to get into, like you said, to your physician to make you mm-hmm. get an appointment or to get what you and need advocate
1: to. for yourself. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's, that's what they're gonna be talking about. And that's the action steps is gonna be taking place. Yeah. So and like my wife's, uh, you know, she's a a kidney specialist for kids. Mm-hmm. And then what I what I realized is. So, okay, she's the physician in the family. So everybody would be calling her, asking her, hey, I got this bump, I got this, I got that. And not understanding that she specializes in a special form of medicine, but the need for knowledge and for our people to be able to advocate for themselves is so tremendous. Most definitely, most definitely. looking forward to this panel. Um, I think it's going to be a great panel. We're going to have a lot of good answers and solutions provided um, from the people that are up there. Um, Going to the next topic, You got Build Black Better, positioning Black entrepreneurs and Black businesses to be resilient. The panel will share the steps needed not only uh, to recover the 40% of businesses that permanently closed during the pandemic, but what it takes to increase the number of Black startups and small businesses. Tell me about it. What's going on there? so that that's just the you know that's the the education that's on
0: that's um, yeah that's, it. that's the building building your business what's what does it take to you know to come up out of it how do you how do you have where, where's the resources for for funding where's the resources for you know actually getting people to come to your business the marketing piece the everything so we have a, like we have a variety of panelists here um you know colton highsmith who you know who had him he has the most i guess the biggest business you know that's from connecticut he, that he sold you know things of nature yeah now he's now he's doing yeah now he's doing concorp and concat which is still helping helping businesses and things of that nature yeah they're gonna
1: trans re-transform and reinvigorate the whole Dixwell uh plaza yeah know? most definitely
0: yes you know and that and actually Concorp is one of our sponsors so you know that, and that's a great thing so you know we, we got the Fairfield capital guy you know talking about capital you it, it, in a business I think we you know we think so small most of the time, most of the time in business. But you don't know what you don't know. Right, you don't know what you don't know. So this is a, a great prime example to come and which we're, we're asking people that, you know, everybody looks at the entertainment and things of that nature, but this is to, uh, the panelists are here to actually give you some education on whatever, your, your business, your health, you know, um, education and you, even you trying to go into a different educational fields. That's what it's there for. I'm asking people to please go to the schedule, find out, you know, the schedule, what time everything's happening so you can come and be a part of, you know, the panels also. Everybody looks at, you know, just the entertainment pieces and want to come for the entertainment. We got to get education. And that's how we, the action we're taking, which we're action, driving black excellence. Come here, take some action and come and sit and get some information so you can actually grow your business.
1: No, that's awesome. I know we just did uh, in Haven um, a few weeks ago. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend because I had another engagement. The um, the Black Wall Street that was something that, that really well. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and to your point, you talk about you know the entertainment and the athletes and all that stuff. While there are a couple of billionaire athletes or slash entertainers, the majority of of black billionaires are people that have businesses and run businesses. Yes, and even the people, the athletes or entertainers that did become billionaires, that was through business. It wasn't correct. just through their entertainment or athletic skills. Correct. That's correct. So, that's correct. So
0: yeah, so that's you know that's that's build the black business That's what it is, you know, making them better. That's what the whole whole panel discussion is going to be about. And we have, of course, we have uh, our moderator, um, Anne Marie Knight, who's um, the executive director of the Black Business Alliance.
1: So. Oh, that's, that's what's so be you know, I'm going to have to, after, after, we, after we uh get off the air, I definitely um, want to trace some information with you so you can send me some of the collateral. I want to post it everywhere. Most definitely, I appreciate it, definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, next we have, I mean, both the topics that we just talked about between health and then the business acumen and entrepreneurship, very near and dear to my heart, but really, really near and dear to my heart right here. Political power is more than just okay. Voting. Talk about it. Holding these people accountable. You can't yeah. just give away your vote. You can't just give away your vote and be like, I, "I take it. Go ahead." You gotta that's hold the these folks accountable. That, that's the that's the
0: thing. You know, you know and, that, and that's Jesse's. That's Jesse's field. You know, Jesse. You know, I, I call it Jesse's the politician of the of the group, and um, he has worked together, put some a panels panelists here. You see, we have you know, Jay Williams was uh, actually, uh, I guess he was a f- former mayor of Baltimore. When they Baltimore, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now he's you know he's now at the Harford Foundation. For public giving.
1: Um, so yeah, you know. I've talked and worked with uh and I am working with him in, to some degree um, through the Governor's Workforce Council. I'm the Got chair him. on that uh, for the diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. Uh, committee for re-entry so he's there definitely a part of all that so there you go and you know and we got um jamila stewart who is the faith act
0: of education she's going to become a faith acts as a sponsor and they're going to be of course doing signing people to vote register to vote things of that nature um so it, but we got you know not just register to vote but where the next steps you have to take once you get that information in make sure they're registered then okay if they need, they need Transportation to the voter poll things of that nature. So that's different things. So she's a part of it also based upon the voting aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we got we we got former mayor Tony Hart. You know, yep. and she just you know the landscape and she's 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 our black. You know, sister who was the mayor of New Haven sure. and can, you know and who who can talk about. You know how what she was how she became mayor, and you know what she needed to do in politics. And she was not just a mayor; she was, you know, a person that was in Congress before also. So, you know, that was great. So that she's going to be good. And you know, we got so we got a few other people there that's going to talk. You
1: got Dr. Brown Dean up there too.
0: Yes, yes, she's Dr. Brown oh. Dean is the moderator. She's the moderator. Mm. So yeah, you know, and just so this is all just to, like you said, not take just the vote. And I go, why? What? Why should you vote for a certain, even Democratic and Republican? That's a whole. That's right. A whole big, it's
1: a whole thing. You know, it's a whole big we'll thing. i just blindly give your vote away because um, at, at one point I was a, a, a co-chair in the ward that I, I lived in and, and got a little bit involved in politics. And the whole thing that we were trying to do with that was create a platform. So if you wanted if you wanted the support. Of, of the democratic town committee in this particular ward and this particular uh councilman or all the person or whatever do your d- does your history match our platform like are you just talking words or do you have the deeds to show and improve that you match what we're about you can't just you really cannot just give your vote away and then people are upset you know i voted for this person they didn't do anything for me well, why didn't they do it? did you go did you go to those meetings did you go to the to the council meeting, did you go to up to the state legislature? Right. I mean, in all honesty, and working with the, the reentry uh, world and, and that population, and not just the folks that are getting out of prison, but their entire the entire community, the families that are impacted by their loved ones, their husbands, the uncles, the mothers, the aunts being incarcerated. You know, working with the reentry collaborative in, this, in the Connecticut, we did a day of dignity where we went up to the state legislature. Because that's how you get stuff done. You got to go to the people. You got to show them that you've got voting power. We yep. got, the first time we did it, we got like almost 300 people up at the state capitol. Out of those 300 people, I would say probably 80% had never been up to the state capitol. Wow. Yeah, see. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's like, yeah, how do you yeah. expect it? To- you know, have any influence. And some of these people have powerful stories. And it wasn't just Black people, it was white people. And it wasn't just people from the urban community. It was people from all over the state of Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. And you got to flex. And I've been up to the state capitol. I know when they were talking about different issues, I'm not going to talk about the specific issues, but we've right. seen people from the bottom all the way up to the top. They had that place flooded. And if we don't do that, we're not going to have, you know, we're not going to exert any power. Most definitely, most definitely. So, so definitely definitely looking forward to that political power is more than just voting. Yes. Um, next, we have Black Career Pipelines. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah, that's the Black Career pipelines. That's the basically, you know, there's a lot of different avenues you can take to get a job or to work for, work for someone. And, you know, so we have, you know, the, work fl- the workplace there, we have, you know my my guy, director of economic development city plan for the town of Hamden. You know, mm-hmm. you know we have the you know the DEI strategic partnership with the Office of Workship.
1: You yeah, know, my man Anthony. i am
0: I work, I work, I work, working with him. In fact, just got off a call with him. So that you know, this is all just helping you find your way and find you know jobs. Not and not and I'm not talking about you know the Amazon jobs and things of that nature. We're just talking about growing your career and and finding other jobs that fit with your career as blacks. You know we you know we always talk about diversity and you know diversity inclusion and things of that nature. So we have to get some people who who know and know the avenues that you need to take to work your way up to the top. And, yeah. and there's a lot, there's a lot of jobs out there that are actually looking to hire blacks and you know and African Americans. So you know, let's let's talk about it. Let's 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 get some experts on it and get them talking about it.
1: Yeah, no, we definitely need that roadmap, um, and we we really need to maximize this wave of diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. I totally agree with that. The yes. other thing I would say that I like too is that you said careers because yeah. I think people. I don't think people really delineate the difference between a career and a job. And I'm not knocking anybody that has a job. You gotta start somewhere. Right. But right. you really need to understand the, the difference in what it is that you want. You gotta be intentionable. Intentionable. You have to be intentional yep. about what it is that you want. Yes. So in order right. to get to where you want to go. You can't, you right. can't I was told and listened to you know different tapes and, and people speaking, you can't bake a cake without the recipe. Exactly. You, need, you need the directions and the recipe to bake that cake or cook any meal I mean well honestly I don't really watch the recipe I don't bake even but I can cook give me a grill I'm good right but um, right. you know we no. create,
0: create your career create your economic you know power you know what I mean so that's it's just one that's that whole career pipeline is is different than just a job it's you know you you find a career that you you know you you love and enjoy
1: and you can make a lot make good money yeah and, you can get to the point um, back to what you're talking about in the in the in the in the previous panel is find something that you love yeah maybe you start off working with somebody and you build up that career but then you 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 figure out how to do it for yourself and then you're working right. on yourself exactly that's entrepreneurship there you go, sir sure. all right so um I think next we have education equity, innovation, Excellence in a post-pandemic world. Talk to me about it, because I know a lot of our communities uh, struggled during the pandemic with, yes. the, with the shutdown. And we lost quite a bit of education equity in our yes. kids' community um, for a yes. lot of them, whether it was resources or a lack of Internet access or what have what you. That's what that's what that you
0: hit it right on the nose. That's what they're here to talk about is how we now take the steps and the action steps, another you know, action step, to mm-hmm. uh, educate our children now because they're like they said they lost a year, year and a half being on Zoom and things of the nature and and not retaining the you know the information or or whatever they just were you know at home you know or like you said not no internet access no you know it, so they the kids lost a lot and they, they they're finding that out now as they're coming back school this year and in, in in you know well earlier this year and that's what they're gonna talk about you know we got Steve Perry who who's the founder of of Capital Prep and he has a couple schools and has a, of course has two schools with um Charlotte Puffy Combs yeah, um, New York. Also in New York. Um he's also
1: the author of the book Nobody's come to save us. <laughs> that's it that, that's what and that's it's what
0: yeah, that's when I first met him. You know what I mean? So we have we, we have some good, we have a kind of a wide range of uh of uh speakers here. Um Karen is actually Karen Walton. Mm-hmm. She's actually everybody thinks of her as the you know person that works for um the housing wow. of them. Yeah. Like she yeah, is just also the state, she's the state yeah. board, Connecticut State Board Education
1: Chair. Yeah, um, let's put so, some respect on Doctor Karen the as wall. Yeah, that, I'm yeah. sorry. Yes. Yeah. Dr. Doctor, doctor. Dr. Steve and Perry. Just and Dr. Perry.
0: And Dr. Steve Perry, most definitely. You know, so they they are definitely gonna, you know, actually talk about how we can move forward with uh helping these kids get the education that they need, you know, um, to to actually <laughs> I hate to say it, to make up for that year and a half they lost. Um and what's yeah, the exactly. next step? You know, that's why you see you see structure, you gotta restructure the whole K-12 in public education. They're trying to find ways of, you know, getting kids to now be, like, enthused about going back to school. You know, and I think some of them are because a lot of them kids was home and they, like, you know, they used to be with their friends and things of that nature. So when they came back, I think they was enthusiastic. So they got to really take that enthusiasm and make them actually be able to obtain and, you know, grow and get that education that they need to move forward. No,
1: there is something to be said about the socialization that occurs in schools um, with that camaraderie and understanding how to interact uh with other people that may be different from you um i think also you know you, the, the disparities that exist in our community so a couple of things that i'm aware of in, in, with the state of connecticut so there are a few things you know that uh, it may have changed a little bit but connecticut by age and population, is the oldest state in the union. As far as the you know the age of our population, we got the majority of older people uh, outside of like Florida. That's why a lot of people leave Connecticut and move to Florida because it's warm. Um, on another note, though, Connecticut is like the third or fourth most most segregated state in the union out of our states in the in, the, in America. I mean, majorly you have New Haven. Bridgeport, Waterbury, uh, New Hartford, and, uh, New London, and then you know everything else is not is not urban. Those are the major urban centers. Those are the major voting blocks. Um, and then additionally, uh, Connecticut also is at the top, unfortunately, for um, education gaps and disparities between white and black. Yes. So Most those definitely. are things that we definitely have to improve upon. Yes, and I think this panel that you have. Um it's is 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 very uh needed at this time. And yes. you think about it with with New Haven, just just looking at New Haven, you know, the, the superintendent that we have currently is 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 going to be leaving shortly. There's been a, a mass exodus of some of the leadership and some of the teachers from our mm-hmm. public schools. Yeah. So we, we're we're at a very critical juncture, um, especially coming up out of the uh, pandemic, we're at a yeah. very critical juncture where a plan of structure is needed, both from the, the administration and the powers that be, but from the community and, and holding in. holding people accountable for the education of our of our children. And then, yeah. you know, looking inside the community to because there, you talked about the loss of of that education equity for that year and a half to almost two years where our kids weren't in school but that loss also occurs every summer. That's why we have the summer programs to enrich kids throughout the summer so they don't lose what they had during the school year. But now you're talking about almost a year and a half to two years loss. right? And we have to build that back. We need some community programs that supplement the school, not Mm -hmm. just putting everything on the weight of the school and administration while it is some of their responsibility. It's also a responsibility of ourselves and our community to teach our kids and make sure that they have what they need, whether that's through, you know, they had the, the hubs at CONCAT uh, during, during the pandemic. They had hubs in certain churches where kids can get that extra supplemental education. We need to keep doing that. Definitely. It doesn't need to stop because the, the pandemic is, quote, unquote, not a pandemic anymore. It's an endemic is what they call it now, but right. it doesn't end for us because right. we're already behind to start with. Definitely. Most definitely. So, cool. Looking, definitely looking forward to that one. Um, so let's see, we we touched on... The last one, the last one. Closing the wealth gap. There we go. There we go. Let's talk about it. Because, <laughs> you know, we look, we got... You got Bridgeport right next to Fairfield County. Or Bridgeport next to Fairfield and Fairfield mm-hmm. County. Disparities between Bridgeport and Fairfield is astronomical as far as the wealth gap. And right. then, not for nothing, you know... Growing up in New Haven, I never really, I didn't realize a couple of things I didn't realize um, growing up in New Haven um, until I got older. Um, and you know, you get 18, 20 thinking you know everything, which I thought I did, but I did, I, I was able to recognize some things when I got to that age, not that I knew everything. Um, I recognized that Yale is a gift and a curse. And the fact when I say that is that New Haven would be a lot more like Bridgeport and Hartford and some of these other cities, these other urban centers, if not for Yale. But that's not to say that I don't think that Yale could be doing more than what it's doing. Um, and I put that on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Even, and I've, I've benefited from some of the programs that have come out of, out of Yale. Uh, my family has benefited, but growing up, I, I really, I grew up really disliking Yale. It wasn't until I got older that I understood the importance of the, of the institution and some of the impacts that it has on the community. Right, um, But that's not to say that they're perfect. There's definitely work that needs to be done. Right. Um, the other thing I realized, when you talk about the wealth gap, the other thing I realized is coming back to my community and my neighborhood um, a couple of years after being in college and growing up in Newhallville and then going up the hill, going up Huntington Street and recognizing the stark difference between my community just down the hill and the community that's separated by Prospect Street right? and what that looks like. And to me, it's like a Mason-Dixie line. And it's just, it's different. You got you talk about billion-dollar homes, the opulence, and then you just go back down the hill in Newhallville and Winchester and Huntington yeah. and Boston Street and La La yeah. and Ivy Street, New And it's like, what the hell? Yeah. You go up the hill, it's like a whole nother world.
0: Old other world, it's it's crazy, and, and you know, and that's the thing. If you look here, we, we you know we got one. Of our, Josiah, he's uh, he's from the president. He's president of one hundred black men in Stanford, and you mm-hmm. just said Fairfield County area, so that's why we had him up there because he's in the Fairfield County area. He knows, and he's a an invest He's in a he got a part of the investment group, and you know, just you got we got to teach our people how to. First of all, fi- we call it fi- we want to say financial literacy, but we don't mm-hmm. want to say that because everybody is not. Financially, illiterate. you know, people are, but they don't know how to invest or how to make, make the become wealthy. Everybody wants, you know, just wealthy and is, mm-hmm. you know, OK, I'm done. I'm making a living, you know, right. So you get wealthy. You know, you got to do some investments and things like that. The and money time. is working for you. You're not necessarily working for the money. Exactly. So that's what that panel is all about is, you know, just just learning how to you know, be to try to, to become wealthy. You know, that's why we got some investment people. We got the well guys from Wells Fargo, Mark Smith, you know, we got the young lady from the neighbor housing and service in New Haven because she, you know, is housing, you know, you, when you're talking about, you know, that's a I mean, wealth building thing, right? That's there. a wealth, that, that's a wealth building right there, you know, mm-hmm. purchasing housing and purchasing property and things of that nature. So I think we got, you know, a well-rounded, uh, panel here also, you know, and we can't we you know we couldn't touch on everything on every panel. Right, right. So Same that, that,
1: that for next year. Same Yeah, no, this begins that conversation sparks yeah. that, it's gonna spark somebody. Exactly it's gonna spark somebody. You guys are not just talking about the problems but you're also talking about action planning and solutions. Right. And so That's it it. that next step okay. So That's come right. next year when we have the when we have the next expo, you're yep. see you know transform. Because okay. they, they took some notes and they come back and maybe they're on the panel next year because exactly. they took feed the, of you know, the information that was being shared that's and each it. one teach one. That's it. So that's what that's what it's me. all about.
0: We're, just, try, we're just trying to touch the surface on you know these different these different topics and and you know, hopefully that people will come out and get the information and then take the action. Yeah, action we
1: have
0: to, action. action we drive by, by excellence.
1: excellence. Uh, we yeah. definitely you got you got some major uh heavy hitters up here as 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 moderators and as panelists um i think this is very powerful and mm-hmm. and if we're not lifting as we're climbing then what's the point exactly most definitely, so most definitely. i think this this the the black white racial wealth gap uh remains unchanged after over a half a century that's that's crazy and then, and then if you look at some of the statistics it's gotten even worse there's you know the 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 home ownership piece of it, component of it. There are less blacks owning homes now than it was before. If you go back like 10 20 years. And it's just it doesn't yeah, it yeah. doesn't make any sense it shouldn't be happening. But that's not the same. I mean, some of that is that people like you said, um the knowledge gap and not understanding how to 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 get assistance or that's it. where to go. Um you also have the structural stuff like the redlining where People weren't, you know, informed properly of the loans. So they might have taken out a, a loan that really wasn't good for them. Um right. and 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 then later up ended up losing. And then, like you said, because you guys have restarted the, the expo, and then we got into uh oh seven, oh eight, and we had, you know, that, that major recession coming in, um, a lot of people lost their homes. A lot of people lost their homes, unfortunately. And and they, they didn't and they weren't able to recoup. Right,
0: most definitely, Not not at all, and, that, and so, and that's the thing. So that, that's what it's all about. Like you said, coming here and just getting the education to learn how you how you can move forward and take that those action steps to you know to either come up out of it or to you know pretty much um, just just just. I would say do a 360 like people get to get so much information here that you can, you get help your business grow. You can help mm-hmm. your you know, your financial investments grow. You get your health, you know, get your health, right. Uh, you health know. Is, health is yeah, yeah, exactly. You got, uh, you, you got all that money. You, if we ain't healthy, you get, you get what's what's the point. What's the point. So, you know, that's what the, all these panels are here to do. Just to, like I said, educate and uplift our, our, our community and and hopefully people will come out. Like I said, we're stressing that people will come out to these panels and it's all about the exhibitors. You know, the exhibitors that are gonna be there, come support, uh, come support the, the exhibitors and, and, and they also gonna be some people with information. So come out, get the information, you know, support the exhibitors and vendors that we have there.
1: No, that's that's great. Um, just to touch back on this. Uh, part of the title for closing the wealth gap said that you know, the black white racial wealth gap remains unchanged after a half a century. You know, that just speaks to me so crazy because all the things that have been fought for since, you know, forever for our community, um, voting rights have been torn apart by the Supreme Court. They gutted the, the Voting Rights Act, you know, uh, violence in our community whether it's, it's violence that we are perpetrating ourselves or violence from the police, it's still happening. Right. Um, you know, just the other day, yesterday, our president is part on the federal level. Um, we'll see if any of the governors in the state level do. Uh, the president is, is gonna pardon uh, small oh, yeah. marijuana. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. like that To me, that, that's great. That's a, that's a great step in the yeah. right direction. But at the yeah. same time, you got people Profiting off of off of weed and marijuana right now, making billions of dollars already. Where the people that were selling it on the street were locked up, and even Man. in Connecticut, even just to get into the the cannabis industry in Connecticut, it's a three million dollar buy-in. That's just yeah. the
0: buy-in. That's not I building the infrastructure. I know, I know, and that's the that's the hard part. And then, you know what? You know, I I have to give it to Biden. You know, President Biden. He is. That's it. It's a step. It's a step everybody always you know we keep we want to we want to keep going you know what is he doing that's a step he's taking the first step to moving forward to bringing them out you know and that, that's the thing here with the black expert we just would give you that first step that first education piece yes yeah, so he got to take it to the next level say okay well not just a small marijuana people who selling you know what i mean wait <laughs> a of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let them out okay right? you know what i mean like it's, it's 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 already it's, if it's legal if they can sell it now you got people making millions of dollars and billions of dollars off of it then you need to let them
1: out. Well, it, it, it's, it's also you know it's also some some uh some some makeup because he was part of the the crime bill that got a lot of brothers and sisters locked up and taken away from their family and savage our community as well. That's he was true. part of the crime bill. let yes,
0: yes, he was. Yes, he was. So so he, so
1: you, he, so you, he knows
0: he knows he got to make his right for that.
1: Yeah. And so just, just in that, that, that theme, you know, there's a lot of things that have gone on and transpired in the 60s, in the, in the, in the 70s, in the 80s, and some of that stuff is still going on. I mean, some of the headlines that you have today, you know, with, with Black families wanting to sell their house again, um, generational wealth, and they get their house appraised, and it comes in Lower uh, with a lower appraisal than they expected after they done invested and put money in their homes, and then they take all their stuff out and have a white friend come and put their pictures up, and then get the house appraised. We and the house goes up like for a million dollars more than what it was appraised for when the black people had their pictures up in the house. That's crazy. Yes, and it's man. still happening. Still so happening. this the point the, the the importance of your your black expo and connecting people to the vendors and to these, to these powerful uh, panels. I, I don't think there's enough that can be said, but outside of that, outside of that, you got some entertainers who are some of the entertainers and what's up with the food? What kind of food are we going to have up in there? Yeah, we definitely, we going to have food. Now what I did with the food, I actually
0: um, selected certain, you know, certain, certain food vendors that, you know, cause mm-hmm. we don't, we, we don't want, we don't want to have a bunch of the same thing. So we have, uh, right, we have, right. We're gonna have Caribbean, we're gonna have seafood, we're gonna have, you know, um, you know, uh barbecue Ricky mm-hmm. D's. We got Ricky D's, you know, so you know, I, I, a we, like know you. we got we got we got multiple, you know, we got different different variety, put it that way, food, food vendors there also. Um, uh, but the entertainment um on, on Saturday, uh we have Carl Thomas. Carl Thomas, I don't know if anybody knows was formerly used to live here in Can- in New Haven. Um, oh for really? Many, for many years, you know. I that, ain't that. Yeah, nobody knows that. That's what you know. So we got Carl Thomas to
1: open up for for SWV. Hold um, up can I, can I ask a question? Since since you are obviously y'all, you and your boy put a month for the for the show. I don't care what song you say I just need him to sing the song I wanted to. I wanted sung at my uh, at my wedding that I didn't get. I need to hear some rain. That's I, <laughs> I got to hear some rain. I got to hear that. Nah, song. He, he that's that's the one of his hits. He got
0: to play. He got to see that. You got to see that. Yeah, definitely. Um so yeah, he so he's opening up for for SWV. Um you know, it, it was it was hard, man. You know, everybody's like, "Okay, you know, it's it's they they're not they're not cheap." You know what I mean? So, nah, you I'm know, and that. and and it is it, hard to bring on a, an event of this magnitude. You know, without of course sponsors and, and 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 people coming out buying tickets, that's the thing. We got to make sure people buy tickets. But we also have um, for for the younger audience. We have uh, on Saturday. We have Zay France. If you look him up, he's uh he's from Connecticut. Actually, he's actually in Neo's camp. He works oh, wow. with Neil. He has a song out with Neil right now. Um, also, and uh, he's Zay France. He is a young young artist, up and coming. He, he, I think he lives in L.A., but he's from Connecticut. So another okay. so we try to kind of you know, we try to stick with kind of our, our Connecticut base, you know, and it's something different than you know that people don't know of. You know, there's a lot of artists that's performing everywhere all the time, you know, but we gotta try to give some artists a shot that, that absolutely happened. especially and, um, our own here our own. Yep. And we have another gentleman, Laurie Laurie Woods. He's uh also from Connecticut. Um, he works with he works with Neo also. Um and then on um on Sunday. We got my my guy Dave McClure. McClure mm-hmm. And um, and he's he he was actually on JJ Harrison's, he was a backup singer with JJ Harrison and and he, phenomenal. He, he's That's phenomenal. He's phenomenal gospel, gospel singer. And then of course the end off the, the evening, we got you know Grammy Grammy nominated Travis Green. And um, you know, for and for and we and we call we the, the church community is so big in mm-hmm. Connecticut. It's, it's huge. And we, and we, like I said, this is, this is Connecticut. This is not New Haven, you know, just because the event is in New Haven, this is a Connecticut event. So we're just calling out everyone to come out and support, you know, the gospel, especially the gospel community, you know, they, 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 they we giving you something for, for you, you know, it's we, we considering that faith day, you know, for on Sunday, you know, so um, we're going to have a lot of churches from all over, you know, coming to, you know, to see Travis, and to support, of course, and some of the, you know, of course, we're going to have panel discussions on that day On also, and uh, we also got a, a gentleman, um, Dr. Violin, and he's, um, you know, he's from, he he actually went to school at, at UConn, um, and uh, he, he actually works with, he actually is uh, on tour with Israel Horton, also plays violence with Israel Horton, who's a gospel artist, major gospel artist, so, you know, we got, so we got some entertainment, and we got some more, you know, a little entertainment also throughout the day. Um, at, you know, between each panel discussion and things of that nature, um, but like I said, we are asking everyone, everyone to come out whatever day. We and it's only. Let me make this clear. It's only fifteen dollars for each day. Okay, that's crazy. Okay, so I don't want. I don't. You know, we don't want to hear like, oh, everyone, oh, you know, it's fifteen dollars in advance. You can go to the ctblackexpo.com. You can get your tickets, but. And also for we're giving you $25 for the weekend. So if you buy Saturday and Sunday,
1: $15. You spend you spend almost $30 for the two days and you're getting $25 back. Say it again. I said you spend it if you buy tickets for both days, you spend thirty dollars and spend you're gonna 20. give people twenty five dollars back. What you mean twenty five dollars back? I thought you said 25. I'm sorry. Did I, did I mishear
0: that? I said the, the, for, for the two days, it's only $25. So we give you a discount instead of. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, okay. I thought.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Even, no, that's even.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I said for $25. I you thought... get both days. Yeah. So that's 15, what's up. $15 for Saturday, $15 for Sunday. But if you buy both both days, you get $25. Okay. And, 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 kids, and, and children under 14 are free. We're not even charging the children under 14 because we want no, that's to. Great. Family, family. Of you know, you want to you bring your kids. We did. I just got an email today, and a young lady asked, "I have an eight-year-old. That He comes for free. Like you know, just we just make sure he's coming in by
1: adult. That's what we always want. Right, right. right. You know but now um, the youth need to be the youth need to be exposed to this information as well because it's oh, they're the next generation. Definitely,
0: they you know they got they got to hear this. They got to see this. They got to see they got to see all these different vendors and you know all this different things going on, so they can. You know, and say, "Oh, I want to! I want to do this! I want to do that! I want to have this type of business!" You know, so this is just good. Good, you know, to bring a whole family and and have a have a good time and
1: let's no, let's. That's planning to see uh, they, yeah. they they are attending the panels and seeing these black professionals: doctors, lawyers, yes. businessmen, nurses, yes. all of that. It's, it's all important. Academia, all of that.
0: Yes. And so brilliant. we also, we're doing a kickoff. We're doing a kickoff on Friday, a black powerful um, professional mixer at the uh, bow house at canal Dock, which is um, mm-hmm. right down the long wharf. Yep. Um, so that's going to be our kickoff from 6 PM to 9 PM. Um, we are inviting, we inviting everyone out. Um, and we also have uh, all our sponsors. And of course our, our vendors are welcome to come as well. Um, they're they're coming no charge. There's a $10 fee for the event, for that event, but, um, it, you know, it's just that's just to offset some of the costs. You know, it's nah, like, you know, you know, you 20, you know, 10 dollars. You can't know. do everything
1: free. No. I, I get it, but you guys, yeah. the, the nominal yeah. cost of everything for for a jam packed weekend, you go to both days on Saturday and Sunday. That's twenty five dollars, and then ten. You know,
0: yeah,
1: I, I I can spend that by myself at Burger King. Or
0: something. <laughs> yeah, and and then and then for the younger audience, of course. On uh at Saturday night we have a we're having a uh uh after party at terminal 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 one ten and terminal one ten is the only black owned club in New Haven I don't know if people know that uh, you yeah, know? yeah um but it, there's, yeah, a, man, there's there's, 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 there's another there one there's another there. restaurant lounge which is Jazzy's which is yep. black owned also um but there's,
1: you a, know? there's, a, there's a few uh, um, black owned and uh people color owned restaurants uh, popping up in New Haven but um yeah yeah. The dude that be outside of Terminal One Ten with that jerk chicken. <laughs> Definitely.
0: Definitely. So yeah. So you know that's the, so that's the weekend. We try this whole weekend of it, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Whole weekend of events. We want to call this Black Weekend. You know. So let's 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 come and and enjoy and and uplift and and get that education and and, and, and of course and entertainment have a good time. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Well, oh. sir. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time, Mr. Flowers. Uh, I thank you. I look forward you. to connecting with you. Um, I think we've been copied on a couple of emails, so I'll reach out to you via that. Yes. Um, I'm looking forward to this to be successful. And uh, I'll get some more collateral stuff so I can post it on every platform that I'm a part of. I look I appreciate forward to your time in the future, sir. Uh, I thank you. Uh, thank you for here having me. Absolutely. Take yeah, care. Have a good day.
0: Dressing, but you're gonna be of blessings and i know that for certain keep on working open curtains haters hey, swerving because they ain't ready for your final version
1: i'm never gonna give up give up fall down i just gotta get up get up